Welcome back to another episode of Mormon Mondays. This is episode number five, where we are going to look at limited atonement as taught by the Mormon Church. I am Pastor Doug Minton, pleased to be here today to walk you through Mormon theology as we look to see, are Mormons actually Christian? So now we are on verse three of the Articles of Faith. Where it says, we believe that through the atonement of Christ, all mankind may be saved by obedience to the laws and ordinances of the gospel. Joseph Fielding Smith, who was one of the presidents of the LDS Church, as well as, I believe, Joseph Smith's grandson, taught this. I wish we could impress this fact upon the minds of every member of the church. His great suffering occurred before he ever went to the cross. It was in the Garden of Gethsemane, so the scriptures tell us, that the blood oozed from every pore of his body, and in the extreme agony of his soul he cried out to his father. It was not nails driven into his hands and feet. Now do not ask me how that was done, because I do not know. Nobody knows. All we know is that in some way he took upon himself that extreme penalty. He took upon him our transgressions and paid a price, a price of torment. So they have this idea of atonement, and they know that it comes through Jesus' passion. But as Joseph Fielding Smith said, that came through the passion, the agony in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before, as he's praying with the sweat, as he's praying with the bloody drops of sweat. But what does atonement mean? Is it the same thing as we speak of as Orthodox Christians and Orthodox Lutherans? Yes and no. We will agree that atonement comes through Christ, but more of the emphasis on the atonement and actual outcome falls upon you as a person. And so as we look at the Mormon scriptures, we turn to King Benjamin, the ruler of Zarahemla, about 150 years before Jesus' incarnation. He's addressing his people in the book of Mosiah, chapter 3, Verses 5 through 11. For behold, the time cometh, and is not far distant, that with power the Lord Omnipotent, who reigneth, who was, and is from all eternity to all eternity, shall come down from heaven among the children of men, and shall dwell in a tabernacle of clay, and shall go forth amongst men, working mighty miracles, such as healing the sick, raising the dead, causing the lame to walk, the blind to receive their sight, and the deaf to hear, and curing all manner of diseases. And he shall cast out devils or the evil spirits which dwell in the hearts of the children of men. And lo, he shall suffer temptations and pain of body, hunger, thirst, and fatigue, even more than man can suffer, except it be unto death. For behold, blood cometh from every poor, so great shall be his anguish for the wickedness and the abominations of his people. And he shall be called Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of heaven and earth, the Creator of all things from the beginning. And his mother shall be called Mary. And lo, he cometh unto his own, that salvation might come unto the children of men, even through faith on his name. And even after all this, they shall consider him a man, and shall say that he hath a devil, and shall scourge him, and shall crucify him. And he shall rise the third day from the dead, and behold, he standeth to judge the world. And behold, all these things are done, that a righteous judgment might come upon the children of men. For behold, and also his blood atoneth for the sins of those who have fallen by the transgression of Adam, who have died not knowing the will of God concerning them, or who have ignorantly sinned. Alma 11, verse 40, 
It says, And he, speaking of Jesus, shall come into the world to redeem his people, and he shall take upon him the transgressions of those who believe on his name. And these are they that shall have eternal life, and salvation cometh to none else. So salvation only comes to those who believe on Jesus' name. And those are actually the only transgressions he has taken away. So what is it that happens before you come to faith? Does Jesus not die for your sins before you are brought into the church and given salvation? That's a question they cannot answer because they don't want to be put on the spot like that. And so we move on to the Doctrines and Covenants again, going in with the Garden of Gethsemane. This is where the atonement took place, is in the drops of sweaty blood. Doctrines and Covenants 19, verses 15 to 19. Therefore I command you to repent. Repent, lest I smite you by the rod of my mouth, and by my wrath and by my anger, and your sufferings be sore. How sore you know not, how exquisite you know not, yea, how hard to bear you know not. For behold, I, God, have suffered these things for all, that they might not suffer if they would repent. But if they would not repent, they must suffer even as I. Which suffering caused myself, even God, the greatest of all, to tremble because of pain, and to bleed at every pore, and to suffer body and spirit, and that would that I might not drink the bitter cup and shrink. Nevertheless, glory be to the Father, and I partook and finished my preparations unto the children of men. So again, this is Jesus talking to Joseph Smith, saying that he is the one who suffered, and it was in the Garden of Gethsemane, with the great drops of blood coming out of every pore. Now, what happens with the atonement? What does a redeemed Mormon expect to inherit in the life to come? We talked about the endless torment of hell, then leading to most people going into the celestial kingdom, which is the basement of heaven. But what is it that we talk about when we talk about the Mormon afterlife? What are they looking forward to when they are atoned from their sins and waiting for the vision of heaven? Well, Doctrine and Covenant 76 spends a great deal of time on this. And it does it actually in descending order. So it actually starts in the celestial kingdom, the very top part of heaven, where the best and bravest of the Mormons will be. Then you have the terrestrial which is where all the normal, average Mormons are. And then you have the Telestial, which will be the back-pew Mormons and all those who have finished their sufferings in hell. So I'm going to read these sections. They'll be, they'll be a little lengthy in the descriptions of these, but these are the three levels of heaven. Beginning with the bottom level, the Telestial, this is, as long as you are not one of the sons of perdition, this is where you're going to at least end up there. So, this is found in Doctrines and Covenants 76, verses 81 to 90. And again, we saw the glory of the celestial, which glory is that of the lesser, even as the glory of the stars differs from that of the glory of the moon in the firmament. These are they who receive not the gospel of Christ, neither the testimony of Jesus. These are they who deny not the Holy Spirit. These are they who are thrust down to hell. 
These are they who shall not be redeemed from the devil until the last resurrection, until the Lord, even Christ the Lamb, shall have finished his work. These are they who receive not of his fullness in the eternal world, but of the Holy Spirit through the ministration of the terrestrial, and the terrestrial through the ministration of the celestial. And also the celestial receive it of the administering of angels who are appointed to minister for them, or who are appointed to be ministering spirits for them, for they shall be heirs of salvation. And thus we saw in the heavenly vision the glory of the telestial, which surpasses all understanding, and no man knows it except him to whom God has revealed it. Thankfully, God decided to reveal it to Joseph Smith because I'm not sure anywhere else in the scriptures is heaven talked about with these people being in it. We go back through. These are those who did not receive the gospel of Christ or the testimony of Jesus, but they do not deny the Holy Spirit. Okay, they don't believe in Jesus, but they believe in the Holy Spirit at least. Okay, great. These are they who are thrust down to hell. Again, the second chance. Uh, those who shall not be redeemed from the devil until the last resurrection. Until Jesus finally finishes his work. Because, of course, his work was not finished on the cross when he said, it is finished. The telestial gets its fullness from the ministrations of those in the terrestrial kingdom. This is the idea of you can be baptized for the dead. That as a good Mormon, you can go into the temple and you can be baptized for somebody in hell so they can get into the telestial kingdom and not be listed in among the sons of perdition. And there are other rights that are gained towards bringing the people from hell into the telestial kingdom. So now we back up a little bit in Doctrines and Covenants 76. And we go to verse 71 through 80. So the 10 verses right before what we just read. And this is the terrestrial kingdom, the middle ground, where the average Mormons are going to be. And again, we saw the terrestrial world. And behold, and lo, these are those who are of the terrestrial, whose glory differs from that of the, first, of the church of the firstborn, who have received the fullness of the Father, even as that of the moon differs from the sun in the firmament. Behold, these are they who died without law, and also they who are the spirits of men kept in prison, whom the Son visited and preached the gospel unto them, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, who received not the testimony of Jesus in the flesh, but afterward received it. These are they who are honorable men of the earth, who were blinded by the craftiness of men. These are they who receive of his glory, but not of his fullness. These are they who receive of the presence of the Son, but not of the fullness of the Father. Wherefore, they are bodies terrestrial, and not bodies celestial, and differ in glory as the moon differs from the sun. These are they who are not valiant in the testimony of Jesus. Wherefore, they obtain not the crown over the kingdom of our God. And now this is the end of the vision which we saw of the terrestrial, that the Lord commanded us to write while we were yet in the Spirit. So who's here in the terrestrial kingdom? These are those who died without the law. Real simple. These are the ones who died before Joseph Smith found the Book of Mormon and started the whole worldwide missions. This is the answer to the question of what happens to those who have never heard. Well, they get to be in the terrestrial. And they have two options for that. Either it is just because they did not reject Jesus, they just never heard of him, 
but also verse 73, going back to 1 Peter chapter 3 and the account of Jesus descending into hell to preach to the souls who were in prison. This is where they get to go. They didn't receive Jesus' gospel while they were alive, but they received it after they were dead. So the terrestrial will go down into hell and preach to them if they come and fully accept, then they can be bumped up to the terrestrial instead of the telestial. But there's the difference here. They receive of his glory, but not of his fullness. They receive the presence of the Son, but not the fullness of the Father. So Jesus will visit with them, but not the Father. And so their bodies are terrestrial instead of celestial. So they're not as glorified. They're more like the bodies we have now. And now we back up even further to verse 50. And verses 50 through 70 talk about the celestial kingdom, the one where all good Mormons hope to go so that the men can become gods themselves and rule over their own planets once they get done in the celestial kingdom. And this is written out in verses 50 to 70 in Doctrines and Covenants 76. And again we bear record, for we saw and heard, and this is the testimony of the gospel of Christ concerning them who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. I guess I never even talked about it, but who is the we that is being talked about here? When we move back to the section heading for Doctrine and Covenant 76, and it says, This was a vision given to Joseph Smith the prophet and Sidney Rigdon at Hiram, Ohio, February 16, 1832, after Joseph Smith had finished translating John 5.29, this vision was given. So this is the we that was talk, that is talked about throughout all of this. And again we bear record, for we saw and heard, and this is the testimony of the gospel of Christ concerning them who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. They are they who received the testimony of Jesus and believed on his name and were baptized after the manner of his burial, being buried in the water in his name, and this according to the commandment which he had given, that by keeping the commandments they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins and receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of the hands of him who is ordained and sealed under this power, and who overcome by faith and are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, which the Father sheds forth upon all those who are just and true. They are they who are the church of the firstborn. They are they into whose hands the Father has given all things. They are they who are priests and kings who have received of his fullness and of his glory and are priests of the Most High after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of Enoch, which is after the order of the only begotten Son. Wherefore, as it is written, they are gods, even the sons of God. Wherefore, all things are theirs, whether life or death or things present or things to come, all are theirs, and they are Christ, and Christ is God's. And they shall overcome all things. Wherefore, let no man glory in man, but rather let him glory in God, who shall subdue all enemies under his feet. These shall dwell in the presence of God and his Christ forever and ever. These are they whom he shall bring with him when he shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on the earth over his people. These are they who shall have part in the first resurrection. 
These are they who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. These are they who are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly place, the holiest of all. These are they who have come to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly in the church of Enoch and of the firstborn. These are they whose names are written in heaven where God and Christ are the judge of all. These are they who are just men made perfect through Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, who wrought out this perfect atonement through the shedding of his own blood. These are they whose bodies are celestial, whose glory is that of the Son, even the glory of God, the highest of all, whose glory the Son of the firmament is written of as being typical. Now, who is here? These are the ones who will eventually become gods. These are the ones who will be in the presence of God and Christ forever because there is an eternal council in the celestial kingdom of all the gods, of all the planets. This is what they are looking forward to, being part of the Church of the Firstborn. And we'll talk about that uh, another time. The Church of Enoch, having been the priesthood of Melchizedek, which we will again talk about in one of the upcoming episodes. And the order of Enoch, which was before Melchizedek, which then, of course, got his from the only begotten son. Because in the book of Moses, it talks about Adam receiving this, and then eventually coming down to Enoch, and then through Melchizedek after Enoch ascends into heaven. So, what is going on when a Mormon dies? It depends on what they did in this life. The atonement of Jesus has very little to do with it. What they do with it is the important part. Because the more they do with it, the more they move from the terrestrial kingdom into the celestial kingdom. Which is why so many Mormons seek to go to the temple in Salt Lake City as often as a lot of Christians seek to go to the Holy Land. And not just once or maybe twice in a lifetime, but over and over again. Much like many Muslims would love to go on the Hajj and the pilgrimage to Mecca to dance around the stone where Abraham sacrificed Ishmael. But that's another story for the Ramadan devotions, so stay tuned for that. So what is it that Mormons teach about the atonement? Well, Jesus died for the sins of the world, but it's not enough because you have to do your part. And the more of your part you do, the better off you will be. Is that a Christian teaching? No. Totally into Vision puts it very simply in a book title that he wrote several years ago called Jesus plus anything equals nothing. Because once you start adding stuff to what Jesus did, you end up with nothing. Because you are following after the thoughts and desires of your own heart and not what God teaches in his word. Which is why we have these moments to come and see, okay, what is it that they teach? What makes them different? And so now, this is what the Mormons teach about the atonement of Christ and the afterlife what we have to look forward to. Because you and I who are not Mormons, yeah, we possibly can get in the basement of heaven. But if you really want to have glory, 
you need to become a Mormon, and you need to be sealed in the temple, and all of these other things. It's all about you, 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 and not about Christ. And that's what makes the thing so very difficult. It's because faith is not about you. Faith is about Christ. Faith is about what he did. Not just in the Garden of Gethsemane and the great agony and the drops of sweaty blood, but what he did on the cross and his cry of, It is finished. And his descent into hell and his resurrection from the dead. All of it for you, not for him, but for you to forgive you of your sins so that you might celebrate with him in heaven in the fullness of his glory. And that is what we teach. And that is why we wrestle with theology, so we can point out the people who try to skirt the issues or try to divert us off of that track so that we can stay on it. And that is why I wish you God's richest blessings every episode, so that you may be well prepared to wrestle with the theology. Amen.